This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 386 for Thursday, January 18th, 2024. And in today's episode, I want to answer the questions that I get most often from photography students, and that is, what gear do I carry when I go out to shoot? Now, I didn't really want to title this an everyday carry episode uh, because this gear isn't necessarily what I take out each time I go out. I do have a specific everyday carry kit that's different from this, but I get a lot of questions from photography students, you know, that, you know, they email me or they message me and they say, hey, you know, when you go out for a day of shooting, what do you generally carry with you? Now, to be honest, that's all going to depend on what kind of photography I want to do for that day. So first, let me divide this up by the type of shooting I am doing. And so let's start with the camera body that I use. Now, if I'm going out to shoot street photography, then my go-to is my Fujifilm X-Pro3 with the Fujifilm 23mm f2 lens, which gives me a 35mm full-frame equivalent field of view. Now, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know when it comes to street photography, I consider 35mm the optimum focal length for street photography. And I'm not the only one. I mean, a lot of your professional photographers out there and even hobbyist photographers use 35mm as the focal length when they shoot street. Now, some people do use 40 millimeter as well, and there are some that even like to go a little bit wider, like 28 millimeters. But in my opinion, 35 is the go-to focal length anytime that you want to shoot street photography. Again, that's my opinion, but I have found from my personal taste, that is the perfect focal length. Okay, so if I'm going out to shoot, let's say, general photography or maybe even wildlife, then I'll carry one of my two X-T4s for wildlife shooting. I use the Tamron 18 to 300 millimeter lens to get the reach that I need. Now, I know Fujifilm has their awesome 150 to 600 millimeter lens, but I borrowed one of those from Fujifilm to review and it was a bit too heavy with my chronic arm issues and nerve damage. Now, yes, I could get by using it with one of my monopods, but I don't always want to carry a monopod with me. There's times where I want one and there's times that I don't. And if you got to carry an extra piece of kit like a monopod, then that slows you down because it's one more thing you got to carry and it's extra weight and everything else. So that's why I've steered clear of getting the 150 to 600. Now, don't get me wrong. It is a fantastic lens. I got great images with it when I was reviewing it on loan from Fujifilm. Now, if I'm out shooting portraits, then I reach for my X-T4 and my Viltrox 75mm f1.2 Pro lens. 
which in full frame equivalent is 112 millimeter focal length, which is perfect for portraits. Now, if you remember, as I've talked about before, the most popular focal lengths for portraits are 50, 85 millimeters, 105 millimeters, and 135 millimeters. Just depends on which camera system you're shooting. Now, for Nikon and Sony, the popular one is the 105. And for Canon shooters, the most popular is the 135. So at 112, I'm in between the two of those focal lengths. So that works out really nice. However, if I want to be more versatile doing portraits, then I carry the Fujifilm 50 to 140 millimeter f2.8, which is similar in focal length to a full frame 70 to 200 f2.8, which of course is the most popular lens in the world, no matter what camera system a person's shooting with. At times, I might want to use a shorter telephoto lens for wide range of shooting. And if that's the case, then I carry either my 18 to 55 f2.8 to f4 or my Fujifilm 16 to 80 f4. And these are both fantastic shorter telephoto lenses. Now, I don't have the Fujifilm 16 to 55 f2.8 yet but that one is a lens that's on my wish list. So hopefully I'll be picking one of those up in the near future. Now, if I'm in the mood to shoot landscapes, then I carry either one of my X-T4s, or if I want super high resolution landscapes, then I'll grab my Fujifilm GFX 50R medium format camera. And if I use the 50R, I pair it with the GF 23mm f4 lens, which equals an 18mm full frame field of view. Now, if I'm using the X-T4, then I might take my Fujifilm 10 to 24, or if I want to stick with a fixed focal length, then I might carry my Zeiss to it 12mm, which is also a fantastic lens. Now for the GFX cameras, these are excellent for times when you want really high resolution and lots of detail. And in the 50R, I get that with the 51.4 megapixel sensor. Now I am hoping someday to upgrade to one of the GFX 100 bodies so that I can get a 102 megapixel sensor for even more detail and more resolution. Now for more flexibility, if I'm out shooting with my 50R, I can carry my new 35-70 to f4.5-5.6 to WR lens. Or if I want to shoot high-resolution street, then I can use the GFX 50R with the GF 50mm f3.5, which again is equivalent to 40 millimeters in full-frame field of view which as you remember, I mentioned a moment ago, some people do like 40 millimeters for street photography. So that combination works out well if I want really high detail, high resolution street photography images. But what about camera bags? What do I use for my everyday or regular carry carry bag? Well, to be honest, one of my favorites is the Think Tank Mirrorless Mover 30i which is a great camera bag and can actually carry quite a bit of stuff considering it's a smaller bag. Now, Think Tank has been making super high quality camera bags for years and they are hands down 
one of the very best in the business. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand. Think Tank is not a sponsor of this show. I just really like their bags. Now, that is not to say I don't have a few other brands, but Think Tank is one of my all-time favorites. And many other photographers around the world feel the same way. So you don't have to just take my word for it. Ask around. Now, when I do need to carry a monopod, which I talked about a little bit earlier, well, then I reach for my latest monopod, which is the iFootage Cobra 3 carbon fiber monopod. Now, this is a great monopod, and one of the best things about it is it has three feet on the bottom of it to help keep it stabilized, even especially if you're using it on a windy day. Now, I do also have the previous model, the Cobra 2, but the updates that they made to the 3 makes it my new monopod of choice. And it can handle almost 18 pounds of camera body lens combined weight, so it's no slouch there either. Now, the Cobra 3 does not come with a ball head, but I have my Platyball Ergo and Elite ball heads, so I'm covered there. Now, I did previously use the Manfrotto BHQ2 ball heads, and I still have two of them. But the Platyball ball heads have convinced me to switch over to Arca Swiss style mounting instead of using the proprietary Manfrotto PL200 plate system. Now, don't get me wrong, the PL200 is a great plate system, and in my opinion, it is the fastest quick release system on the market. But I've gotten more into using Arca Swiss since I got my Platyball ball heads. So I'm a little more mainstream like everybody else, I guess, because I know Arca Swiss is the most popular mounting type for most everybody else when it comes to ball heads, especially. Now, creating new content isn't easy and it requires a lot of focus and energy and it can be hard to balance them. Too much energy and you feel amped up and ready to bounce off the walls like a Super Bowl instead of feeling dialed in. And now I found the perfect solution in this little shot called Magic Mind. Now Magic Mind is perfect as I can easily incorporate it into my morning routine and I don't have to cut out my coffee completely, just scale it back. Now I used to start my mornings with six to eight cups of coffee because as I've gotten older, I found it's harder to get started in the mornings, and coffee has always been my go-to vice for that. When I was younger, I spent years in the Army and then some time as a truck driver while putting myself through college, and coffee was always there. The problem is you can have too much caffeine and not only feel amped up, but as you get older, it can also cause a high resting heart rate, which was a problem. I was having until I found Magic Mind shots. Now, Magic Mind is all natural with ingredients like matcha, which contains way less caffeine than coffee, but it also has additional compounds that makes the caffeine absorb more slowly into your body and keeps it more evened out. So you can think of it as an extended release caffeine. Matcha also contains L-theanine that helps reduce stress and is only one of several of the all-natural ingredients found in Magic Mind. And the rest you can read about over on their website. Now, with this little shot, I can be awake, alert, and focused all day, 
and get things done, whether it's in my IT work, photography work, or making content for this podcast or my YouTube channel. I was able to cut my daily coffee intake back to two cups and add Magic Mind, and I'm good to go. And hey, the shots taste great as well, so win-win. So if you're like me, and your to-do list seems endless, and you want to maintain focus, be less stressed, and get things done without feeling amped up or crashing later in the day, then you need to reach for Magic Mind like I did. You can head on over to the link in the show notes, which is https colon slash slash www.magicmind.com com forward slash J-A-N-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. That's my new link for the month of January. Now, only this January, they help you gear up to crush your 2024 New Year's resolutions fully focused. You can get one month for free when you subscribe for three months with the code P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y-20. That's Photography 20. It's an extra 20% off, which gets you to 75% off. Now, this only lasts until the end of January, so hurry up before it goes away. And if you're lucky enough to live near any of the Sprouts Farmer's Market stores across the country, you can also head on down to Sprouts and pick up a few bottles to give it a try and then use that subscription discount that I mentioned a moment ago. And I want to thank the good folks at Magic Mind for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, so let's get back to my regular carry gear. Now, if I'm out shooting and want to be as compact as possible, I use my Platypod Extreme flat tripod, especially in places like botanical gardens where regular tripods are generally not allowed. Now, this is not an infomercial for Platypod, nor are they a sponsor of the show. I'm just a huge fan of their products and all the innovating that Dr. Larry has done. Now, I've been a supporter of Platypod since their very first flat tripod was on Kickstarter, and I'm going to continue to support them as they make great products for photographers. If you're wondering about my standard tripod, then when it comes to that, I stick with carbon fiber for the lightweight and durability, and I have two that I like the most. And the first one is the KNF Concepts TC2534, which is a 66-inch tripod. It's very strong and durable using 10x carbon fiber, and it even comes with a nice Arca Swiss ball head as well if you don't already have one. My other favorite regular tripod is my small rig upgraded 62.2 inch carbon fiber tripod monopod combination, which is excellent and it's very compact so it's easy to carry. Now this tripod also comes with a small compact Arca Swiss ball head as well so you can always swap it out for your own if you want something a little bigger and beefier. It's completely up to you. Now, many of you are probably wondering, what about filters? Well, I'm glad that you asked. My preferred filter set is the Case Wolverine with the magnetic mounting system for my daytime long exposure photography. 
Now I know there are some other quality filters on the market like Michael the Maven's set, which Sharky James from the Sharky James podcast raves about. I have never personally tried Michael's filter system, but I'm certain it's a good one, as Sharky is known for being an honest guy when he talks about gear and accessories. And he's also a highly reputable and experienced photography source, so give his show a listen sometime. And again, I'm not plugging him because he's a sponsor of the show. I just like his podcast. Now, what about video shooting? Well, for video, I use either my one of my Fujifilm X-T4s or one of my many action cameras. Now, I have the DJI Osmo Action 3 and 4, as well as the GoPro Hero 11 and 12 Black Editions. And I now, as of a couple of weeks ago, also have the Insta360 X3 camera. Now, for my video mics, I have a variety, including the Rode VideoMic Pro, and Pro Plus, which are excellent shotgun mics for shooting video with. But if I need to use wireless, then I have the Rode Wireless Go 2 and the DJI Wireless Mic first generation. And I say that because DJI just this week announced their new Wireless 2 system. So they've got two on the market now. Now, I am also looking at getting the new Tech. Pocket 3 kit remote handheld camera and gimbal system, which to me is much more versatile than the DJI Osmo Pocket cameras. As with this unit, it has a detachable gimbal and camera combo, which has a high strength magnet on the bottom. So once you remove it from the handle slash remote, you can stick it right to the roof of your car and shoot video while seeing the footage live on the color screen that is built into the remote control slash handle. So that's pretty cool. Although, don't watch footage while you're driving. You're going to run the risk of having an accident, but you get the idea. So this is the gist of my regular carry items for photography and videography. And I hope this list helps answer your questions on recommended gear. But what are your choices for your everyday carry or your regular use system? Do you have some of the same gear I have, or do you have other items that you prefer? And if so, why? Please feel free to leave a comment in the Facebook group for the show and let me know. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, so that's going to wrap up episode 386 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel 
turn on all notifications so you don't miss any of my videos, and I will see you all again next Thursday.